0: Welcome back to the Corgi Town USA podcast where corgis run the town. This is going to be our season three yes. debut. So, if you were able to join us on our last broadcast, we were helping with the Corgi Nationals and getting the word out, telling you how you could join. So, we were hoping that you were able to join. But as we are kicking off season three, we thought we would just have a little back and forth on the Digby anniversary. That's right. So if you are new here, welcome. If you have uh, been following us, uh, we appreciate you so much and you welcome do. back.
1: Welcome back.
0: So as always, I'm Candy Kemp, founder of Town USA, eventually will be a resort for pets and their people. For now, we are a podcast for pets and their people. In my lap is Chuckles Morrison. He is our spokes and in studio we have booger and Mortimer and hammers around here
1: somewhere but we also have digby digby yes and digby is uh was your foster yes he had a um a a, a lovely mommy and daddy um and couldn't uh, keep him it couldn't, some couldn't keep problems. him there was da- daddy had some health issues yeah. and um and asked candy to foster him and find him a forever home and uh when i lost my husband digby became my little boy
0: yeah he really took to you he's very he healing did. to
1: you he he took to me right away he was um you know they, uh, there's that whole concept of um uh, uh, of an emotional support animal and he really was and and he and it worked for me when i needed him so i would take him into stores i would take him in the car with me constantly now i don't now i don't do that um because you know it's a process Mm -hmm. Uh, mourning is a process healing is a process everything is a process and it's a process where he doesn't need to be with me 24 7 and yet you know i mean i work from home so he is with me a lot um when uh when eric uh, goes to walk the dogs we have two now uh, eric's dog and my dog uh, which is now our dogs but when eric goes to walk the dogs digby looks at me like can i can i go I mean, I mean, I, I have to tinkle, but if you tell me I don't, I don't go, then I don't go. So yeah. that's what kind of dog he is.
0: He's a great bond
1: with you. Yes, he does.
0: So we wanted to talk because this is uh, about a two-year anniversary now. That which I can't believe that's been two years. I but know. Two-year anniversary now that Digby has been living with Cat, and people often uh, will ask me if I haven't spoken to them while well, do you still have Digby? So well, he's in the extended family now. Um, because he just took to you so well and bonded with you so well, and he was so healing to you. And so we wanted to
1: talk about you being, um, traditionally a cat person, traditionally a cat person. And that's not to say that, you know, um, my cats were not super healing to me, especially Naboo. Unfortunately, um, one of, one of my cats, which was my late husband's cat, if you will, uh, passed away right after he did. Yeah and right on the spot where he passed away so tell me that animals don't understand what's going on you know they bond and they know they know but um you know so nabu was all mine nabu has always been all mine she's um she's a black and white she's a tuxedo and then there's something different about having a dog uh you know i can't put in a leash on nabu and go for a walk with her i can't go you know, hiking with her. And that's something that I can only do with a dog. But Mm -hmm. traditionally, I have been a cat person. Um, I've had cats my whole life. I've had dogs in the past, but we were never dog people. And I've said on the show, I'm not a dog person. And I know you've gotten a few comments about that.
0: Because they say, why is cat a part of Corgi Town? if she's not a dog person, but really you are now you
1: are an assimilated, I've dog always person. been a dog person. So here's, here's my definition of it. And maybe that'll clear some stuff up. I love dogs. Oh, there goes the earthquake. <laughs> I love dogs. I've always loved dogs. Um, you know, I've always wanted a dog and then it's okay. Our lifestyle, our work, our this, our that doesn't, um, you know, is it, isn't conducive to having a dog. It, it was never, you know, super conducive to having a dog. Cats are more self-sufficient. Yeah, they're much more self-sufficient. You put out a litter box. You put out some food. Boom, there they go. Yeah, um, dogs. Dogs need walks. Dogs need and and cats need attention and love and everything else. But growing up, we had dogs. We've always had dogs. We've always loved our dogs. We've always been very good to our dogs. And if we had a dog cross the rainbow bridge, we weren't that family that said, okay, we want another dog because a dog not being in our lives is so traumatic and so terrible. Um, a cat not being in our lives is always like so traumatic and so terrible. A dog, um, you know, we loved it and we adored them. And when people would come over with dogs and when people would have dogs, I've got a great dog story. I want to tell you, it just it it wasn't like I have to have a dog. So um, and I have friends. My my dear friend Mary, they've always had German shepherds. My cousin, my cousin Lee, she always had German shepherds, and she loves German shepherds, and she always has at least one. These to me are dog people. Yeah, I always have a cat. Yeah, I don't always have a dog. So that's what I mean by I'm not a dog person. I love dogs. I adore dogs. I adore them all. I just never had the need of like, I have to have a dog in my life right now. I've always had to have a cat in my life. And that's why I, I kind of associate. But I love dogs. I, do, I love my Digby boy. He's well, my boy. And I, I have to say
0: with being, you know, we, I had Kira. Yes. That was my aunt's dog. And I love telling the story of, When she brought her home, I had never seen a corgi before. And they go through a very odd um, adolescent stage. Mm -hmm. And at the time she got Kira, I said, what in the world kind of dog is that? She said, a corgi. I said, what? I said, a corgi. And I said, I've never heard of them before. Neither have I. But she ended up being just this amazing dog, of course. And so when I got old enough to have my own dog, um, that's when I got Lilo. Yes. And he was the most precious boy there ever was. That's right. And I was blessed to have him for 15 wonderful years. It's never long enough, but I'm so glad that I got to have him for that time. But I realized among Corgi folk that I was around these other people as I made Corgi friends that loved their dog the way that I did. Yes. Because I would, you know, I would say, gosh, of course you love your dog. Everybody loves their dog. But I was like, no, you don't understand.
1: I he's my everything. Yep. He is he's yeah. still my everything. Yeah. Trust me, Digby is my absolute priority in life, as is Star Lord the cat and Nabu the Cat and Wigan the and Wigan the uh blue healer. So these are my absolute chickens. And my, chickens. and my chickens and my so chickens. Seven chickens. Um <laughs> seven chickens just, now? Yeah, seven. Holy that, Toledo. That's why I got half a dozen eggs today. Yay. Um and so because two aren't laying uh yet. Um, so anyway, that's, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of express that I have always, I've always stopped and I, this is I love this story. I've always stopped. I've always pet dogs. I've always played with dogs. I've, you know, always ask the owner, always ask the owner. Yeah, for um, sure. Um, for sure. Uh, and you know, you never know how they react, um, Wigan. Uh, can you know our our dog Wigan can be uh he's a, a blue healer and a little bit of age-related reactivity there. Yeah, a little bit yeah. of age related activity. And yet back in February we went uh we did it, we did a day trip with the dogs, which you can't do with cats. So I kind of love dogs for that. And people were saying, Oh, can you know, and Wigan, not Digby, you know, it's usually the paparazzi with the corgi, but Wigan uh people were very he had a fan club, he had a fan club. And uh, Eric and I were like a little hesitant and we can just sat down. He's like, pet me, pet me, please pet me. Oh, hi. Oh yeah. I love. So you never know, um, but always ask if if you can pet the dog. And to that end uh, in Manhattan, uh, I was in college. So it was a very, very long time ago in a galaxy, very far away. uh, And I was with my, you know, boyfriend at the time and we're walking around. We had just, we were going to dinner, just came from dinner and uh, upper east side of manhattan and we're you know we're walking and coming toward us is um a gentleman a little bit older than us uh with this beautiful and i don't it's the long-haired dogs that the kind of big uh, and they have the very very long hair lasso opso lasso opso uh i'm i'm not good with names or dog breeds or cat breeds for that matter (laughs) um so it was a lasso opso and the gentleman coming toward us was kind of striking because he was tall and thin, and wearing leather pants, uh, and probably a black shirt or t-shirt or something like that, and really long hair, uh, dressed all in black. Um, but it was the lasso; it was the dog that got our attention. Sure. And so we said, you know, hey, can we can we pet him? Sure. And we would look up every once in a while and ask a question about the dog and pet the dog. get, you know, we got licks and loves and everything, and all this excitement and that took a couple of minutes of a conversation a doggy conversation back and forth and then we went hey have a great day you know he's like he he went off on his merry way have a great day thank you so much for letting us play with the dog and um he and I took uh took two or three steps and then we stopped and we looked at each other like oh and we turned back around we had been hanging out with ace freely <laughs> of kiss we're having this normal conversation with ace freely of kiss now i am talking now the 80s so i'm dating myself we're kind of at the height of kiss here yeah you know we're it's not so for you younger folk who are you know listening please google kiss the the (laughs) rock band Uh, and for those who are a little bit older or more into music you that it's a big deal. Dog people. Yeah. I love dogs. I absolutely adore, adore dogs. So if you you're... never know who you might meet as mm-hmm. you're being a dog enthusiast. As you're being a dog enthusiast. Um, so if you think you're not a cat person, if you think you're not a dog person, as long as you you're not you're not hating on them, um, or allergic. Oh. um, and that's what I, I have to digress. I love cats because. When someone walks in that says that they're not a cat person or they're allergic to cats, dogs will, you know, if they say, oh, I'm allergic to dogs, I'm not a dog person. You could say to the dog, okay, go sit over there and, you know, go be yourself. And the dog will be like, okay, you know, I get it. I get it, mom. Cats will be like, no. Mm -hmm. No, there's no such thing as not a cat person. Right, There's no such thing as being allergic to me. You must love me. Right, of course. You must adore me. It's their show. It's their show. So, um, (laughs) I think we're all animal people. I, I, I know that animals are so amazing in our lives. Uh, I love doing this show with you. I think it's so much fun. Um, and, and and we meet the funnest people. We meet the the funnest people in the world. Uh, we learn the best things in the world. We learn the scariest things in the world. Mm, that's true. Um, and I, I thank you for being back on season three with us. Yeah. Um, thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging in. If you uh, are... listening to our show to get a little bit more uh information on corgis on the breed on becoming a a corgi a corgi parent Mm -hmm. um please reach out to us yeah what it's like uh and if you're like me where i hadn't had a dog in 30 plus years um and now your life
0: is enriched in ways you'd never imagined
1: exactly exactly and i was thinking about it the other day the dog that i did have I think it was a, a blue healer. Cause I was thinking oh. about his size and his look and everything. And I think he was at least a mix of a blue healer, which I have now. Um, uh, the, uh, my in-laws, their former next door neighbors had two corgis. So I'm very familiar with the breed would, you know, we'd go visit them and boom, there are the corgis very familiar with the breed. Um, reach out to us. If yeah. you're not sure, if you're like me, that somebody who hasn't had a dog in a very very long time or never had a dog i'm happy to you know share my experience with you mm-hmm. uh yeah because you can speak to that i can speak to that yeah. and and the whole dogs and cats getting along which are and we have
0: a lot of our audience yeah. as well has has both has both uh, right? cats and dogs corgis yes. and honorary corgis and, and maybe a few chickens and maybe a few chickens indeed yes exactly. that's true and we, I have some, I know some have goats and yeah. cows and horses and we just, uh, all on farms. we'll be speaking this season to an author that has, uh, her muse is her corgi and
1: her corgi's horse and her corgi's horse and her yes. friends.
0: So a lot of, a lot of interesting animal friends, um, the menagerie, which we're all very grateful for. And mm-hmm. I did share season two. I did an audio, audio only episode on, so you want a corgi. And I can truncate that very quickly. If you do want a corgi, yes, please reach out to us. Uh, Go to www.corgietownusa.com. We have an intake form there. You can put comments, uh, give us your name, email address, and any other information you want. If you say, how do I get started? Where do I look? We'll be glad to guide you. I can, uh, I'm very careful. We have our breeders that we're very uh, excited about, that we know they do a good job. Um, And I will direct you accordingly, but very carefully, uh, it is mindful that I don't ever want to be incentivized by a breeding program or a kennel. Um, that's absolutely not. Yeah. That's not, uh, not the way I want to go. I want to give you the information, let you make the best choice for you, but I will tell you who I like and why. And then you can use that information, uh, to your best abilities. But the first thing that I shared was please research the breed. Yes. Uh, you know, we talked to Jerry of Three Corgis. She's a wonderful corgi. She she did a couple of episodes with us. Um, She's got a lot of information, too. Uh, hers like to chill out, she said. But I would always say don't get a corgi if you want a dog to chill out. They do chill out. But you do have to train them. Yes. And they're going to go off of your your energy. Uh, I think Jerry's are chilled out because she's chilled out. She's and they, chilled out. They, they follow her energy. And that's very important, too. But corgis are a full-time job. I tell everybody it's they need a job. They're a working breed. They're not quiet. They're not background dogs. They are
1: not background dogs. They're not quiet. I know Digby's favorite job is um, in the chickens, we have a run uh, because of where we live and the, and the predators. Um, So the chickens only have a run. They're free range ish. uh, And sometimes birds get into the run. Mm -hmm. His job is to actually bark the birds (laughs) down the run and out into the coop so I can grab them and let them go free. He herds them for you. He herds them yeah. for me. So and, he, and he way. loves his
0: job. It's a great job for it him. It is. It keeps is. him busy, engaged. It gives him some physical and mental energy. Both of those yes. things being engaged is important. And uh, Mortimer, that I have, he's my baby. He's only uh, just a little over one. He's a sweetheart, yes. but he's also probably the most corgi corgi I've ever had. Yes. He's very bossy. He's very opinionated. He's very sensitive. He's very. You know, he wants to run the show and you can't be overly sensitive in a pushover with corgis. They will run all over you and you will wind up in behavioral training. So definitely be able to take commanding. It's all positive reinforcement, no negative, no punitive, but you do need to be commanding. You need to be pack leader. Um, First and foremost, let them know you have to set healthy boundaries for them. That's very important. But I also say, you know, if you're looking for a breeder, uh, I'm I'm not anti breeder. I'm anti backyard breeder and anti puppy mill. Yes. So you want to be able to see the dogs. Uh, please don't go online sight unseen. There are a lot of scams out there. Uh, but also, I think it's important if you can, when the puppies are old enough, go and see the litter, see their conditions, see where they live. You you want these to come from breeders who they're essentially their pets that they breed, not yeah. not dogs that they stick outside in kennels and then just use them to breed and then they don't get right. any other interaction.
1: Meet, meet mommy and daddy. Just just like us humans, we're a lot like mommy and daddy. Ask questions. Ask Talk questions. to the
0: breeders. Uh, you want to have them. The big three tests that I always preach, definitely get the DM Yes. Uh, Make sure that your litter is not at risk, uh, that that is 100% preventable. True. We don't have all the research. We've done many episodes on degenerative myelopathy. Uh, we have Tani from Shade Out DM quite a bit. We've talked to Miriam Valer who wrote a book about her journey with DM and she's taken that journey, I believe three times now. Um, that is a full-time job taking care of those dogs because they're at risk does not 100% mean that they will develop it. But if they do, uh, your whole life will revolve around taking care of that dog. And it's, uh, It's a lot. It's a lot, and it's hard, and it's heartbreaking, and it's a slow, painful way. It's canine ALS. Uh, But we know the one thing we do know is this 100% preventable so they shouldn't be breeding uh carriers and there's more information on the shadeoutdm.org website if you want more on that but just be sure that your litter is not at risk uh demand that you get that that testing documentation you also want them to not be at risk for eic which is exercise induced collapse because that is another genetic malady that corgis can succumb to as well as um VWD, which is von Willebrand's disease. That's a bleeding disorder. Uh, Those three are the ones I always say, please get documentation from your breeder that they're not at risk for those. And uh, even better if they can do the OFA website's certification on hips and eyes. Corgis do tend to, because of their stature, have hip issues. Uh, They also can have eye issues. Um, Hammer is a rescue and uh, he's got a cart and he's had surgery on one side. We've had a lot of physical uh, rehabilitation and now he's to the age where uh, the surgery on the other side, I agree with the vet, we could do it, but there's a lot of risk involved and uh, the recovery was so involved that it is at his age, it may be too physically demanding uh, given the risk. So we kind of made the decision to uh, just make him comfortable and get him used to the cart. But uh, now that I know that what hips can do, Uh, in age, I've seen how painful it is for him and how challenging it is for him. And that's not
1: something, I mean, think of your, you know, your parents, your grandparents, maybe yourself even. And, and pain sucks. Yeah. Pain sucks. Pain sucks. Uh, Yeah. for And they can't tell us that they're in pain. Right. So, so
0: I, Make sure that they're testing for DM, EIC, VWD. We're glad to help. If you want to go to our website, quirkytownusa.com. If you want more information on DM, www.shadeoutdm.org. Uh, yes. That's a wonderful organization that educates and they're all about awareness, uh, hips and eye certification, are even better if you can find a breeder that does that. Yeah, I think we should pontificate enough in, yeah. In our broadcast and yeah and, and
1: i'm you know and I'm, I'm so glad to uh you know kick off a new season and yeah. have our new people and have our regulars here definitely um, a, a, a shout out to my nephew noah uh, his dad is a veterinarian mm-hmm. and uh you know he's one of three boys three of the most adorable little boys you've ever seen in your life my niece erin uh just you know produced the most gorgeous children, really. But Noah. Genetic um, lottery winners. Gene- oh, yeah. With a smile. <laughs> with a smile. Awesome. Um, And Noah loves corgis. Aww. Loves corgis. Well, so- shout
0: out to you, Noah. Thanks for listening, watching.
1: That's right. And until next time, yep. I'm Kat.
0: Candy. Chuckles. Digby. Mortimer. Booger. Hammer. Wiggin from afar. Wigan from afar. We're here for you every Thursday. All things Corgi, Corgi lifestyle, health of the breed, and uh, just being pet owners in general. Thank yeah. you so much. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.